If your childhood had a smell, what would it be? A good smell. Let's just go with good smells. Mine would be applesauce cake, and that's what we're baking today. I'm Carolyn, and this is Chili Bakes, and thanks for coming into the kitchen with me. And today we're making an amazing, easy, beautiful, well, I don't know if an applesauce cake is beautiful, but it tastes beautiful. Oh my gosh, it is moist and flavorful, and I like to do it during the holidays and add dried fruit to it. You know, actual dried fruit, stuff that's not colored like bright orange or bright red and green. So before we get to baking, I just want to thank you for joining me again in the kitchen. I'm so grateful to hang out with you and spend... Yes, Emma's grateful too. That's her tail on the couch. You're very cute. Anyway, we're happy to have you here in the kitchen, and I hope you're learning some good gluten-free tricks. You're a good girl, lady. And you're having a good time. So I'd love to hear from you. You can... Uh, I was going to say stalk me. No, please don't do that. You can find me on Instagram... Um, and on TikTok a little bit, and obviously here. You can listen to me here. But I have lots of recipes on Instagram uh, that you won't find here. I also have a website, chilibakesgluenfree.com, where you can find a lot of those Instagram bakes that I don't have on my podcast because I only do, I do two bakes a month, but I do many more bakes than that. So just letting you know where you can find me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to see pictures of people's bakes and hear how you're doing and you know, hear about your gluten-free concerns because really my whole hope with this podcast is to share what I know about gluten-free. In the about 20 years of baking gluten-free, I've learned a lot of tricks and I know how to make regular recipes gluten-free and amazing. So happy to have you here with me and I just wanted to let you know I'm here, I'm your gluten-free girl, and let's hang out in the kitchen together. This recipe for applesauce cake comes from the joy of cooking. Um, literally, my mom made it as long as I can remember and I still enjoy making it and eating it. It's such a good cake any time of the day, and it doesn't usually last a lot long, but it's really enjoyable to eat and make, and it's sweet enough that it's mm, feels like a cake, but it's not so sweet that you can't eat it multiple times a day. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that's how I feel about this cake. All right, we're gonna start out this bake the right way by turning on the oven. And of course, as soon as I say that, I can't remember, it's 350. So we're turning this bad boy on to 350 because I'm not going to forget to preheat it like usual. Oh my gosh. And then I'm going to chop some mixed fruit. So this cake has, you could add a cup of, okay, I'll just talk about the way I normally make it. I like it with raisins and then a cup of mixed fruit, especially at Christmas time. So I give it to people as gifts. I make mini loaves with it. Loaves, not loaves. <laughs> mini loaves with it. And I like to add dried apple apricot, pear, cranberry, cherry, currants, all that stuff. So whatever you like in there, you can add. So I'm going to chop a little bit of dry, dried fruit. I can't say dried fruit. And then um, I'm going to get to the dry ingredients. And then I'm going to set aside the fruit. So I'm adding a cup of raisins to mine and a cup of, all I could find was apricots and apples. I couldn't find pears, but I really like pears in here too. So let's chop these up. You don't have to be exact. Let's just get them out of large pieces. And... Um, in the recipe, this is uh, modified from a recipe uh, from The Joy of Cooking, they tell you to, I think they tell you to dust these with flour. Now, the only reason they want you to do that is so that your fruit stays evenly distributed in the batter. I don't like my raisins coated in flour because they get that white appearance, but if you care more about the distribution, then I would do that. Uh, I haven't tried it with sugar, but it might work with sugar, so maybe I'll do give it a dusting of sugar today and try that out. All right, so I am going to give it a little dusting of sugar. Why not? I, I don't think I'd mind a little sugar on my dried fruit, but I don't want 
packed on flour. And then I'm just gonna set the dried fruit aside. And let's get to the rest of the dry. So we're gonna start with our gluten-free flour. My favorite flour is cup for cup, uh, multi-purpose gluten-free flour. And we're doing one and three quarter cups. And we're gonna scoop and measure so that we don't pack it in there. And then we're doing a quarter cup of blanched almond flour. You want the finest almond flour you can find because I want a little more protein, a little more texture than I get with gluten-free flour, but I really don't want husks or hulls in there, not hulls, husks. And I don't want a bunch of flavor. So almond flour works really nicely because it melds seamlessly with the gluten-free flour without adding any extra flavor. And then it's on to the, I call it mochi flour. It's called sweet rice flour. Just for a little bit more of that weedy texture, we're using a teaspoon of that. We're doing half a teaspoon of regular salt. I don't want big grain salt for this because I don't really want big chunks of salt. So half a teaspoon. And then we're doing baking soda, one teaspoon. And baking soda is the one with the lumps, so I'm going to measure it right into my palm and use my measuring spoon to like get rid of those lumps. And in that goes. And this is going in a medium-sized bowl. And the two spices we're using for this cake today is cinnamon and cloves. Um, you can add ginger, you can add anything you want, like. I just like the way this cake tastes like this because I grew up with it, but you're always welcome to play with the spices. So, a teaspoon of cinnamon. And you never want to use too much cloves because cloves will actually make your mouth numb. I don't know if you, well, I don't know, this is going to make me sound really old, but when we had some toothache, my mom would pull out cloves and put a paste of cloves on it, and it seriously makes your mouth numb. Kind of weird, right? So that is all the dry ingredients. There's cup for cup, multi-purpose flour, there's almond flour, little sweet rice flour or mochi flour, salt, cloves, um, cinnamon, and I think that was it. And we're just going to whisk this together in a medium-sized bowl. And then we're done with the dry. All right, the dry ingredients was super quick and easy, right? I don't know why people don't like to bake, but anyway. Um, I forgot to say, I greased a, it's, I think it's a 10-inch or a 9-inch tube pan, the 10 inch will make it slightly flatter, but that's all I have. So I'm, I greased a 10 inch tube pan. I've also given this to people for, I was gonna say Thanksgiving. I don't know why I always wanna say Thanksgiving or Halloween for every holiday. Anyway, um, I made it as loaves, loaves. I was gonna call it loaves again. No, loaves in small loaf. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've made it as loaves to give away for people. Oh, I'm not gonna say that word again. And it's really good that way too. So for Christmas, it's one of those things. And it keeps well. It has all this lovely applesauce and fruit in it. It's so good. I don't call it a fruit cake, but it does have dried fruit in it because people will be like, I'm not eating that. And I get it. If you have 
those fluorescent or really artificially colored fruit. That's not really my thing. I mean, maybe somebody else likes it, but I want to taste real fruit. Okay, so let's get to the wet before I'm just off on a tangent about dried fruit and how weird it is. We're gonna do a half a cup of softened butter and I did this trick. It's a super old trick that I just saw on the internet where you take a hot glass and you put it over the butter, made it perfectly soft without melting anything. I am so stoked to learn this because I can't tell you how many times, how many times when I've been baking, the butter's not soft and I need softened butter. So now there's an old tip that I'm gonna use. So we're using half a cup of butter. You could use vegan butter. I recommend Miyoko's which tastes so good. And the butter goes, and we're using brown sugar today, but you could use either white or brown. I've used both equally well. And we're getting a, a cup. Lightly packed brown sugar. I'm using light brown sugar. Okay, so we're gonna cream this, and I'm gonna use a beater for that. Electric mixer. but I need to plug it in. <laughs> yeah, I thought there was something wrong with my beater, which is hilarious because I'm like switching it on, switching it off. Uh, plug that sucker in, lady. And what we want to do is cream this. So we want to make them, a little bit of air is going to get mixed in there and we just want it all um, equally mixed. So that's gonna take a few minutes, but hopefully through editing, you won't hear all that. Okay, so there's a little bit of butter lumps in there, and that's fine. Um, when you add the egg, it's gonna smooth out, so we're gonna add one large egg. And if you're not good at cracking, don't do it over the bowl like I just did, or someone's in for a bad surprise. So we're just gonna mix that in. And there was no need to scrape it because they're just kind of crumbly bits, but once we add the egg, we'll scrape the bowl down. Okay, so it's pretty smooth. It's thicker than most cake batters at this point because we're using one egg. Because for the most part, most of the moisture is coming from the applesauce, which is good because it's an applesauce cake. So I'm gonna scrape this down. And um, strangely enough, for this recipe, we add the flour. So the dough is gonna get a little thicker. And at the very end, we stir in the applesauce and it'll loosen up and look more like cake batter. All right, I'm gonna mix this, whoa, almost dropped my scrapey. Uh, we're mixing this in. Okay, so now we have the egg nicely incorporated. I've scraped down the sides and I mixed that in. And we're gonna switch to stirring. We don't wanna overmix this. Um, we've got our dry mixture in another bowl that I've whisked together. I'm just gonna whisk it a few more times just to make doubly sure that it's all mixed together. And then we're gonna stir this in. So the batter's gonna get thick. You do not wanna use a whisk, except a Dutch whisk will work. But a regular whisk, all this dough is gonna get stuck in there. So I would use a spoon or, yeah, a spoon or a Dutch whisk if you have one. And in it goes. And we're just mixing in the flour. So this cake batter definitely looks dry. You're gonna think, what the heck is this? But that applesauce is gonna add a lot of moisture, so I'm just gonna mix this in as best as I can. It's gonna almost be crumbly. But you don't want any big uh, wet chunks in there or damper chunks, so we're just gonna try to 
It says mix it till smooth, but yeah, it's not going to be that smooth. All right, now that's thoroughly mixed, and we're going to dump in the dried fruit or dried fruit and nuts. Oh my gosh, there's so much fruit in here. Now, you don't have to add all this fruit. You could add a cup of raisins and leave it at that. You could add nuts and raisins. Or if you don't like raisins, whatever fruit you want. So we're just going to stir this in. And this is packed with fruit. Gosh. Okay, so your dough is going to be really thick. It's going to be studded with a whole bunch of dried fruit or whatever you decide to put in it. And it smells amazing. You can smell the cloves and the cinnamon. It's, oh my gosh, it's, it smells like my childhood, really, because I think my mom might have baked this cake. Mm, did she bake it every week? It was one of those cakes she always baked, and it was just, I always look forward to eating it. It's good for breakfast. It's got fruit in it, right? It's good for breakfast. It's good as a snack. It's good for dessert. It's not too sweet. It's just perfect. So we're going to add a cup of unsweetened applesauce to this, and then we're going to mix that in, and it's going to start looking like cake batter, which will seem a little miraculous. And it'll take a minute. So you have a thick, creamy batter now. Uh, make sure you scrape the bottom. And you're going to need to scoop this into the pie of, uh, what's that thing called? The tube pan. And you'll want to scoop and rotate the pan because it's so thick. It's not going to flow to the other side so well. So we're going to scoop some, put it in, rotate, scoop, plop, rotate, and we're going to repeat. Scooping and plopping. That doesn't sound good, does it? But... This is my childhood in a cake, seriously. Mm. I know I say things remind me of my mom, but mm, is this the one that reminds me most of my mom? Maybe. Or maybe most of being a kid. And I don't know why my mom always made this cake, except we always had applesauce and we usually had raisins. But maybe it seemed kind of healthier because of all the applesauce. So I'm using a rubber spatula and I'm smoothing down the top. And there is fruit everywhere. Oh my gosh, there's fruit everywhere. This thing smells phenomenal. Mm. Yum. Okay. And it's going in the oven. Now, the original recipe says it takes an hour. <laughs> but you know me. I'm not going to like leave my cake in after all this and let it cook for an entire hour and then chuck it. Because really, this is yet another bake I haven't cooked in this oven. So we're going to put it in here. I'm going to check it at 45 minutes. We're set to bake. So the timer's about to ring. And our applesauce cake is done. Oh my gosh, it's nicely browned on the top. It's puffed. Uh, the way you know it's done is if it springs back a little bit with your finger. Ouch. Try not to touch the 350 degree pan. Huh. Yeah, or a knife inserted comes out clean. It's got a lot of applesauce in it, so it's going to be a pretty moist cake no matter what. But of course, we don't want to overbake it. So 
45 minutes, plus or minus five minutes or so, depending on your oven, your pan, all that good stuff. So we're letting this bad boy cool. Oh my gosh, see, that's the hardest part. I could eat it now hot with butter, but I don't want to cut a hot cake. Mm. Oh my gosh, how can I wait? I'm going to have a really hard time waiting. Oh, it smells so good. Okay, it's time for the part we're all waiting for. I'm waiting for it. Um, let's take this thing out of the pan. It doesn't really stick to the side, so I didn't have to run a knife around the edge. Um, <laughs> sorry, Emma, how was that water? Was that pretty good? Sorry about the dog drinking water. Anyway, so I'm going to run a, a knife around, you know, around the top, the middle. Okay, what am I saying here? Around the, oh my gosh. I'm going to run a knife around the bottom. Let's try that. All right. Mm. This thing is nicely browned. It's studded with all kinds of dried fruit. It really looks amazing. So I'm really excited about it. All right, you might have to cut a little sawing action because there's all these dried fruit pieces. Mm. Oh my gosh, it's brown on the top. Mm. I'm just ripping into it, not using a fork. Mm. I'm eating again, I know. Mmm. The dried fruit's really chewy. There's like tart sweet apricot and apple. Mmm. Cranberry. I think I put cherry in here. The cake is nice and light. I guess okay, I have to stop stuffing my face. <laughs> the cake is really light, but has a nice spiced flavor. It's not oily at all. At all, but it's super moist. It just has a great flavor. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I love this cake. When I took a bite right now, I just thought, mm, it just, it just makes me happy, right? It's just a perfect everyday weekly cake. You could put all kinds of things in it, anything that tastes good with um, cinnamon and cloves, or you could change the seasoning, but it just has a lovely, lovely, amazing texture. Mm. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm still eating. Mm. Mm. I really hope you decide to bake this cake, share it with people you love, Share it with your neighbors. Don't tell them it's a fruit cake. You can say it's a, crate, uh, a cake with dried fruit, uh, which people will probably love. Mm. And I can't stop eating it. Seriously, I can't stop eating it. So I'm going to stop recording and harf the rest of this piece of cake when you don't have to listen to me. But uh, I was going to say next week, but next episode is going to be, we're going to make toffee. We're going to make candy. I know it's not really baking, but it's one of those fall things I've done every year since, uh, I think, 82, 1982. That's a really long time. Yeah, really long time. But it's amazingly delicious and simple. So simple. It only takes three ingredients. That's it. Three ingredients, and then you cover it with chocolate and nuts if you want to. There's other ways you can serve it. I'll help you out on that, too. And I'm trying to figure out when the podcast is going to be. The 18th. It'll be on the 18th. So I hope you decide to join me again then, and we'll hang out in my kitchen. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're baking amazing, amazing gluten-free treats, and you're learning some things. Maybe you're entertained. Um, I'm just here to help. So let me know how, how you're enjoying the podcast. If you have favorite episodes, I'd love to see pictures of your bakes. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram and on TikTok. Uh, I was going to say making a spectacle of myself, but not so much. The same as I make on Instagram. So take care. You guys have fun in the kitchen and eat something amazing that happens to be gluten-free. Bye.